Crime Happens contains coarse language, adult themes, and content of a violent and disturbing nature. It is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone, welcome to Crime Happens, where we uncover the evil that surrounds us. I'm your host, Chris. There are so many types of internet scams out there these days that even the computer savvy can get tripped up once in a while. But romance scams in particular seem to be exceptionally cruel and destructive. Romance scams are actually a thing, a very big thing. In fact, the Federal Trade Commission reports that, quote, romance scams reached a record $304 million in losses reported to the FTC in 2020. That's up 50% from 2019, unquote. Considering that the world was in lockdown in 2020, this dramatic rise in losses is not a big surprise. While prosecuting romance scammers doesn't happen very often, more than 32,000 incidents of romance scams were reported to the Federal Trade Commission in 2020. Most people have some level of familiarity with internet scams. You may even know someone who was impacted. I know two people personally who were each targeted by scammers. Not romance scams, but some of the tactics that they use in other scams are similar. One scam involved withdrawing a large amount of cash from the bank, and the other scam required the individual to go to Safeway to buy a bunch of gift cards. In both cases, family members were able to intervene before any money exchanged hands, but it was close. In this episode, I'm going to take a closer look at romance scams, what they are and how they work, who are the victims and criminals, and what you can do to stay safe. So what are romance scams? Romance scams have thrived in the past 20 years thanks to the internet. The internet is a blessing and a curse. It makes our lives so much easier that it's hard to imagine life without it. With the internet, we can do just about anything. We can easily keep in touch with family and friends. We can shop. We can even find love. The Alliance to Counter Crime Online, the ACCO, describes the following, quote, Imagine you're surfing social media when a handsome stranger friends you or leaves you flattering comments on one of your posts. You click on the profile and begin communicating. Before you know it, the two of you are chatting almost every day. The stranger claims to be a member of the military, a physician, or a first responder, and he or she is keen to meet you in person." Unquote. This is how the romance scam begins. The scammer uses a fake online identity and literally goes hunting for victims. These scammers post their fake profiles on popular dating websites and apps. They'll also use direct messaging on social media sites to lure in new victims. Once they pick a victim, they quickly attempt to gain that person's affection and trust using emotional appeals. Then, just as quickly, exploit it. 
Victims can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, in some cases their life savings. When this happens, many of these victims are not only embarrassed, but also in extreme financial distress. This is just incredibly sad. Kathy Waters and Brian Denny are the founders of Advocating Against Romance Scammers, the AARS, which raises awareness and pushes for the legal reform to counter romance scams and identity theft. These two individuals met in a very interesting way. Brian Denny had his identity stolen and it was being used in romance scams. Kathy Waters tracked Denny down after her friend's mom fell victim to a romance scammer who was using Denny's identity and she had sent them money. Denny and Waters have been working together ever since. According to the ACCO, quote, as Waters and Denny explain, romance scams are more than just theft. They are crimes of manipulation, extortion, and identity theft that result in both financial loss and psychological and emotional impacts that can have long-term negative consequences, ranging from financial ruin to emotional breakdown or suicide." Unquote. So who are these scammers? It seems that a large number of these criminals are based in Nigeria, which is in West Africa. This isn't just one lone guy working on his own. These are organized enterprise fraud rings using complex techniques. Nigeria is a country where these computer-savvy criminals are involved in a wide range of internet scams. These scammers use every tool and trick available, and of course that includes the spoof of phone numbers. And they have even been known to hire actors to speak with the victims on the phone. One notorious group of scammers calls themselves the Yahoo Boys, referring to Yahoo Messenger, the system they used when romance scams first emerged 20 years ago. Sometimes the money earned from these scams gets diverted to African terrorist organizations like Boko Haram. Because these scammers are primarily overseas, it makes their crimes extremely difficult to investigate or prove. The Northern District of Texas U.S. Attorney's Office stated, quote, A federal grand jury has indicted 11 defendants in the Northern District of Texas for defrauding elderly victims in romance schemes, announced acting U.S. Attorney Prerak Shah. The 11 defendants, all arrested during a large-scale operation, are charged with a variety of financial crimes, including conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to launder monetary instruments. The majority of the defendants charged in this investigation have ties to a transnational organized crime syndicate originating in Nigeria, revealed law enforcement. According to court documents, these defendants allegedly preyed on elderly victims, many of whom were widowed or divorced. They assumed fake names and trolled dating sites like Match.com, Christian Mingle, J-Swipe, which is Jewish singles, and Plenty of Fish, searching for targets. Crimes like these are especially despicable because they rely not only on victims' lack of internet savvy, but also their isolation, their loneliness, and sometimes their grief. As the victims open their hearts, the perpetrators open their wallets." Unquote. 
A good friend of mine works in a financial crimes investigation unit, and I asked her, what the heck are monetary instruments? And she explained, gift cards are a very good example. So who are the victims of these scams? Well, the Office of Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison reports that in a recent study, they reviewed 15% of American adults use online dating websites or mobile applications. As the number of people looking to meet new people online grows, so does the opportunity for fraud. Victims of romance scams can be both men and women. Scammers often target people who are older because they're more likely to have assets, such as retirement funds or savings, that can be stolen. Scammers are very thorough in their research and will identify individuals who may be struggling in a relationship or those who have lost a spouse. These criminals will typically focus on those victims that are more vulnerable. But according to the FBI, there are plenty of affluent and well-educated individuals that have also fallen victim to these romance scams. Of the people who did fall victim to romance scams, most fell into the age bracket of 40 to 79. This group of people lost more money than anyone else via romance scams. So basically, nobody's safe. How do these romance scams even work? Well, scammers usually begin by setting up fake profiles and personas on legitimate dating apps and websites, non-dating social media accounts, classified sites, and even online forums by using stock photos or stealing someone's identity. These criminals often claim to be wealthy or from affluent prominent families with business interests requiring they travel extensively outside the country. Scammers try to establish a relationship very quickly, gain their victim's trust, and sometimes propose marriage. When victims attempt to meet them, the scammers never show up and always have excuses. Brian Denny and Kathy Waters from the ACCO report, quote, Creating fake profiles to scam people for money is a violation of Facebook's community standards, and the firm says it has invested in technology and human reviewers to ensure that people use their real identities on their sites. However, Denny and Waters warn these systems are far from working perfectly. When they met Facebook's safety and security team regarding their data, reports, and findings, Denny provided Facebook with 51 photos of him that scammers have exploited in order to test a new security system they were rolling out. Months later, Denny could still find scammers using his images. The New York Times estimates that the number of active fakes has steadily risen to about 120 million across the Facebook family of platforms. Kevin Snook, whose identity had been stolen and used in romance scams, told Waters and Denny, I have reported to Facebook over 3,000 fake profiles. Facebook claims to have 2.8 billion active users. If 3,000 of them are me, then the real scam is Facebook's accounting. Perhaps that's why they don't take action on this, even though they have the technology to do so. Unquote. After they have created the fake profile, they might initiate a conversation or sit back and wait for someone to match up with their fake profile. But once the target falls into their trap, 
the game is afoot. The scammer usually attempts to very quickly obtain a more private method of communication, such as an email or a phone number to build trust with their victim. A scammer can play the long game. These criminals will take as much time as needed to cultivate a relationship with their victim. But if it doesn't work out, no problem. There are plenty of fish in the sea. In fact, they are most likely developing more than one victim at any given time. These criminals are continuously trolling or fishing for victims. Scammers do their homework. They're studying all of your social media accounts, sifting through every post, every photo, every comment. They pay extra close attention to any dating sites you may have joined. They're looking for ways to hook you and pull you in. They will study you very closely and learn the best strategies to manipulate you. They will learn enough to gain your trust and your love. They'll take their time. They will be patient. They will make you believe you have a meaningful relationship or the potential for one. They will court you until you are actually comfortable sending them money. When the scammer feels that they have your trust, they'll bring up finances. This request could be to pay for a medical emergency or a legal fee for themselves or another member of their family or to help build their business with a promise to repay the loan immediately when they return from traveling. The victim never sees any repayment and the scammer will continue asking for more money. They may even ask for money to purchase a plane ticket so they can come and visit. From Wikipedia, these criminal networks defraud lonely people around the world with false promises of love and romance. Because the scammers are working in groups, someone in the group can be online and available to send email or text messages to the victim at any hour. The rotation between scammers, all claiming to be the same person, is difficult to detect in text-based messages, whereas it would be obvious if a different person showed up for a face-to-face -face meeting or in a video or telephone call. But this scam is not purely romance-based as there are many instances of this fraud in false job and or work from home schemes. Scammers will contact potential victims through LinkedIn and other job sites, establish trust based on an employer-employee relationship, then exploit the victim in the same pattern as romance scams. Victims are often reluctant to report the crime because they're embarrassed and humiliated that they were duped and or have become emotionally and financially invested in the relationship. Not only does this cause victims to send money to scammers, but they also can fall victim to other schemes in the process. The intimate and personal information victims often provide can then be used for identity fraud and financial takeover schemes, among others. Scammers may even convert their victims into unwitting criminals by convincing them to launder and move fraudulent funds, which the victim is then liable for, both financially and potentially criminally. Next, I want to share some stories from actual victims. For privacy purposes, the real names of these individuals are not used. From the office of the Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, here's just one woman's story. Quote, Maria signed up for an online dating service and was contacted by Andrew, who claimed to be an American overseas on business in Australia. Maria and Andrew seemed to hit it off and began planning a road trip for that summer when Andrew would come back to the U.S. 
Andrew sent Maria a check for $5,000 to cover the cost of their trip, but then suddenly asked her to send $4,500 back to him because he needed the money for rent after being laid off from his job. Maria deposited the check and sent the money, but was soon contacted by her bank, which told her the check was bad and she had to repay the $4,500. On top of losing her money, the fake Andrew disappeared and Maria never heard from him again." Unquote. In this next story, a woman tells Scamwatch the story of her brother. Quote, My brother was contacted by a person on Facebook who claimed to be in the U.S. military in Afghanistan. After convincing him to send iTunes gift cards, the person told him he would come and see him and marry him. Soon after, he was delayed for another special mission. Excuse after excuse why he could not return home. Eventually, he was in a country by the name of Togo in Africa and out of the military but could still not come home. He had gold he wanted to send back for some reason which was given to him by saving a Middle Eastern man's life. The gold was seized and he was placed in jail and pleaded for 8,000 US dollars to get out. Then he said the church would put up half the money if he could send $4,500. My brother is still struggling with the fact that this is a scam and wants to send him more money, but we keep telling him this is a scam." Unquote. In this last story, quote, Kate Kleinert, a widow in Pennsylvania, testified at a recent congressional hearing involving the Senate Special Committee on Aging about how the romance scammer gained her trust and cost her about $39,000. After getting a friend request on Facebook in August 2020, Kleinert began corresponding with the man on another app. Tony said he was in Iraq on a contract with the United Nations. After he asked, she sent gift cards to him and his children. I was constantly sending him gift cards, even though now I was using up the last of my husband's life insurance. My savings were gone. The scammer had his kids get in touch with me through email, and they started calling me mom, which is my Achilles heel because I didn't have children of my own. From then, there was always some kind of an emergency or some urgent need for money. He planned to meet her in Philadelphia in December, but didn't show. Someone purporting to be Tony's lawyer called saying he needed $20,000 for Tony's bail. The lawyer told me, do whatever I could, put a mortgage on my house, borrow it from someone in my family. I couldn't do it. Eventually, I was living off my credit cards and he was getting what I took from Social Security and my pension. It's so devastating, and so many people have been through this but not spoken about it." Unquote. How do you spot a romance scam? It seems like this would be obvious, but to a lot of people it just isn't. When you're lonely, your judgment may be impaired, or you may be vulnerable for so many other reasons. That's what makes these crimes and the people who perpetrate these crimes so despicable. According to the Security National Bank, here are some signs to watch for. Romance scammers profess love quickly without actually meeting you. Romance scammers claim to need money for emergencies, hospital bills, or travel. 
online romance scammers try to lure you off the dating site. Romance scammers plan to visit, but they always cancel because of some emergency. They'll often say they're living or traveling outside of the United States. We've heard about scammers who say they are working on an oil rig, in the military, a doctor with an international organization. We've heard about romance scammers asking their targets for money to pay for a plane ticket or other travel expenses, to pay for surgery or other medical expenses, pay customs fees to retrieve something, pay off gambling debts, pay for a visa or other official travel documents. Scammers will also ask people to pay by wiring money, using reload cards like MoneyPack or gift cards from vendors like Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, or Steam. So based on everything we know now, how can you avoid or prevent romance scams? Scam Watch and the FBI have published the following list of suggestions to avoid falling victim to romance scams. Run a reverse image Google search of your prospective partner or contact's profile photo to help check whether it's fraudulent. Use online searches to determine if the image, name, or details have been used elsewhere. Refuse to buy gift cards or make upfront payments. It's best to avoid any arrangement with a stranger or anyone you have only communicated with online or by phone that asks for upfront payment via money order, wire transfer, international funds transfer, preloaded card, or Bitcoin, as it's rare to recover money sent this way. Be careful about how much personal information you share on social network sites. Scammers can use your information and pictures to create a fake identity or to target you with a scam. Be cautious when sharing financial information, personal pictures, or videos with partners or contacts you've never met before. Scammers can also use details shared on social media and dating sites to better understand and target you. Scammers are also known to blackmail their targets using compromising material. So remember, go slowly and ask lots of questions. Be aware if the individual seems too perfect or quickly asks you to leave a dating service or social media site to communicate directly. Be aware if the individual promises to meet in person, but then always comes up with an excuse why he or she can't. If you haven't met the person after a few months for whatever reason, you have good reason to be suspicious. If you suspect a romance fraud, please file a report via the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. Links to resources for reporting a scam and for keeping yourself or your loved ones safe can be found in the show notes and on my website. And that will do it for today. Thank you again for joining me on Crime Happens. If you like what you hear, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Crime Happens is available on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Follow me on Instagram at crime underscore happens. Check out my website at crimehappens.com. Thank you very much for your support. I'll see you back here for an all-new episode very soon.